0: Hey, everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. I have a lot of mixed feelings about that game. Uh, I'm taking more positives than negatives away from this one. Um, they never I, – I liked the effort throughout. I thought the effort was there. Um, they just could not string together plays. There's some sort of chemistry. It's, it's been a thing for, for a lot of the season, but they've made enough dynamic plays to kind of uh, to kind of cover it up. But it just feels like they can't string together a couple of passes. Uh, the couple of times they do tonight, uh, they score goals. Braun on the great outlet to Torensky, and then Niskanen makes that entry, gets it over to, uh, to Konechny, and he sends it all the way across to Lindblom for the goal. You're able to uh, make a couple of things happen there. But seeing a lot of uh, the the dump and chase game is where they really seem to struggle tonight. It just, uh, again, I think the effort was there. They just didn't have their A skating legs. And if you're going to depend on that kind of game where you have to go get in on the defenseman and then win a puck battle, you have to bring that A skating game. They just didn't feel like they had it tonight. Uh, but, again, I'm going to take some positives away from this one. Carter Hart looked good again. I uh, wish he could have made, you know, a save in the, in the shootout, but it's a shootout. It's a coin flip, you know. It's a coin flip. That's what happens. Markstrom was was really, really good tonight. It was going to take a hell of an effort to beat him, uh, and only Drew was able to get by him. Um, but I start with Niskanen and Braun. Really liked what I saw out of those two. Um, Really uh, happy that Konechny and Limblom keeping the offense going. Uh, it seemed like Vigneault wanted to really try to get that uh, trying to get that Hayes Giroux Voracek line going. And I don't know, it just they you see some plays, but they just can't seem to finish together. Uh, Voracek was not playing much at all in the third period. I think they said he was getting fourth line minutes, and then of course he gets to go in the shootout. Uh, So I'm not sure if he's just battling an injury or if he's just playing poorly and the coach moved him down in the lineup because of that. Maybe we'll get some clarity during his press conference. Um, But I I like the way they battled tonight; They stayed in it. Um, Like I said, Markstrom was just on fire. Carter Hart kept them in it. But, I mean, that third period when you could easily – we know the Flyers do these comebacks and everything, so it's not a huge surprise. But I just thought it was – I thought it was a good effort to stay in this one, not get too down when Markstrom's making crazy saves. And like every 50-50 puck just seemed like a 60-40 puck tonight. They just weren't getting bounces. They were a step behind. It just felt like this game set up like a loss. That's I, I, I said I don't want to blame the schedule because it's early. If you're blaming the schedule, it's not you're not good enough. But this game just kind of set up like a loss. Like, it's a little too far after the home opener to carry over any momentum. And now you're doing all this traveling, and it, you're just off. You're just off. And to keep keep with it when it just wasn't your night, uh, I thought showed some character from this team. Um, decent all-around effort. Not a ton to complain about. They just really – they got to start passing better, and they got to stop icing the puck. Um, counting on dumping it in so often um, – On nights like tonight, when you are just a half a step behind, you're not going to be able to get in on the four check. You're not going to be able to win those battles, and you're not going to be able to sustain offense. It felt like even when they made a play or they strung together a good shift, they couldn't carry it over to the next shift. It was just a, a choppy game from the Flyers. But again, I'm not going to knock them too hard. I will say I could get retroactively frustrated by this if we see the same thing in the next game. That's right now I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt um, because I liked so much what I saw in the first two. But now you have to go... uh, I think they're... Are they in Edmonton or Calgary next? I honestly can't even remember what the the next game is. Let's give it a look as I bring up the schedule. I need to vamp for a second. Come on, schedule. I should have just looked at my phone because it's there. They have Calgary. Okay, so... Tuesday, they're at Calgary. It's a 9 p.m. puck drop, and if you're looking for somewhere to watch that game, I have the I have the perfect place for you. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. Uh, it's right in Wildwood, New Jersey. One of my favorite places in the entire Jersey Shore. Great beer selection, great food. Uh, you want to go watch that Calgary game Tuesday night? This is a year-round place. It's not just seasonal. Great local bar, and Timmy Fitzpatrick, the guy who runs the place. Always there, keeping that beer cold, keeping that f- food hot. Um, the pork sandwich, just the pork sandwich. Get that pork sandwich. Uh, but, yeah, that's what's next. So they go to Calgary. If Now they have back-to-backs. They have a couple days off to kind of get sorted uh, with all the travel. But then they have back-to-backs, Calgary, Edmonton. I want to see the type of effort that I saw in those first two games. I don't like to use the word effort because it's not effort. I just want to see that, that extra gear, that little bit of extra spark that they didn't have tonight. I think they tried their asses off tonight. They just didn't. They weren't able to crank it up a little tiny bit more to uh, to maybe take advantage of some of their some of their opportunities. But they got a lot. They got a decent amount of opportunities. Um, the ones they could get through the shot block, Amy Markstrom made some saves on. You were uh, Torrensky gets his first goal. That's pretty cool. So let's turn it over to you. Getting at you guys now. Let's see what you guys think. I think Jake should stay off that line. They did better without him. I'm I'm counting down until they go back to the um, Couturier, Giroux, Konechny line. I know could, I know Couturier, Lindblom, and Konechny are looking very good together. I just think you're not going to – your three best offensive players, your three best forwards are Giroux, Couturier, and Konechny. I don't think you can maximize them all. Um, if they're if they're separate, I think you need to put them together. But I do like I like what I'm seeing out of Hayes. I think he and Limblom could be a really interesting pair together. That could be, um, if not as pretty close to as effective as Katoria and Limblom as a duo. They got to get Jake going. I don't know if Jake's hurt. I don't know if Jake is just off to a slow start. I don't know if Jake's just not good now. I, I don't know what the issue is with Voracek. That guy absolutely has to get going, though, because um, they need him. I mean, he's one of their highest-paid guys. We know what Jake Voracek is. He's he's three-quarters of a point to a point a game. That's just who he is, but he needs to start producing. This team needs Jake. I wonder if they do shake up the lines, if he finds himself on that third line and uh, and JVR finds his way back up into the lineup, maybe, um, maybe in like a hmm, – JVR, it's, it's hard to move JVR up. I, I don't love the guy at five on five, but I will say, I mean, he's been good this year. I will say he's been better um, than my perception of him so far. So I did, he did look good with with Hayes and Giroud tonight. So maybe that's something you look into. Um maybe Hayes. Limblom and JVR, that's a, Jesus, that's just a monster line. But uh, they have a lot of ways to go. I wonder how long until they end up back with uh, Couturier, Drew, and Konechny, though. How good is Konechny? Why Voracek and the shootout over TK? Voracek's pretty good shootout guy. He's like 30, he's over 30%. Um, did a little bit of a different, he kind of has one move that he branches off into two different things, and he kind of switched it up tonight, which I found interesting, but um, it just, it did not seem like the night to try to, uh, to try to deke Markstrom. Uh, he was, he was all over it tonight. And, I, I was, um, I want to say Hayes beat him, but he didn't. He stayed with it the whole way. He was just on fire tonight, Markstrom. I don't have a problem with Jake in the, uh, with Jake in the shootout because the coach sees the shootouts. The coach sees who the best guys are in these situations. You, you, you practice it every now and then you, you throw them out there. I, Jake's pretty good in the shootout. I don't have a problem with that. I kind of wanted to see um, TK over Hayes, though. But, again, uh, i leave it to the coach to make those decisions. I don't see who wins the shootout tournament at the end of practice, you know. Not digging these line combos. They're not, man, they just... Uh, the fourth line... The, the problem is the the fourth line now is kind is getting a little bit exposed. Uh, Bunneman just isn't looking isn't looking great. I will say he had a couple of shifts. I liked a couple of his shifts in the third period. I thought he came out with that, uh, rocket up his ass and just kind of did his thing. Got in on uh got in in the four check, made a few hits, but overall with that and now moving Jake down in the lineup, you have to switch things around. Um, I, I do kind of want to see the line switched up to closer to what we thought they were going to be. um, I just think you gotta you gotta get as much as possible out of Couturier, Giroux, and TK, and the way to do that is to put them together. That Farabee goal last night was amazing. It was. That was incredible. The the stretch pass by Myers was something else tonight, too. Speaking of stretch passes, Justin Braun, huh? That was a nice one. I want to talk about him and Niskin in a little bit more. Uh Braun just eliminates I, I like watching that guy defend uh defend entries. I just like seeing him Knock pucks away from guys, seal guys off on the wall, just good fundamental defense. Uh, and Niskanen had that real nice uh, layout diving play tonight. He had that great entry. Um, those two have been pretty decent additions so far. I wasn't sure what we were going to get out of them. And hell, man, we might not get a ton more out of them the rest of the way. Who the hell knows? But right now, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Niskanen and Braun. Markstrom also played a great game. In the- oh, Markstrom was on fire tonight in his third period. Absolutely. What were the shots? What were the shots in the? Uh, no, it's not live. The game's over. Don't lie to me. NHL.com. You're a filthy freaking liar. And that's why nobody loves you. Um, shot counter. It was like 14 to 5 or something in the third. 14 to 6. They got that one at the very end. That was like a dump in from center ice. Uh, and, you know, Vancouver gets the better of the chances in overtime, but they hold out. They kill that penalty. Um, yeah, Markstrom was Markstrom was awesome tonight. Faraby over Bunman. Uh, we'll see. They need to get their center back. That's the thing. They need to get Patrick back first, and then you figure out what you have going on the wings. Um, I don't think it's long before Joel Faraby gets here. That's I don't think that's breaking news. Like I'm not making that's not like a hot take or anything. I just don't think it's long before uh, before Faraby gets here. The Bunny Man did not look good tonight. Now that fourth line really struggled. I'm too tired to try and defend my opinion, so roast me if you must. But I'm just over Voracek. All the love for the great things he's done in his time here, but the turnovers, the lackluster effort, way too much the norm anymore. Even when he's still putting up points. I mean, what? What do you? How do you? What do you do with Jake? Wood? Like, that's fine to say, but what's your alternative? I mean, yeah, if you want to go get another. Guy who produces at a top line level for him, sure, but I don't think you're going to get that. If you want to go get a number one defenseman for him, sure, but I don't think you're going to get that. It's like, I don't, I just don't know what the alternative to Jake Vorachek is. There are plenty of, like, there are guys in this league who are better than Jake Vorachek, obviously. There's not a lot, though. Like, he's had a bad start, absolutely had a bad start. I'm, I'm very frustrated with Jake Vorachek, criticize him all the time. I'm just saying realistically, like, it's hard to upgrade from Jake Boracek. That's all. You're, you're just not going to have enough good players at the end of the day. Putting that plug in like a highly trained professional. Smooth, man. Real smooth. Yeah, I remembered that I, uh, I do that what's next segment at the end. And I was like, well, guess what? Doing two tonight. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting better at this. I'm getting better at this. I think instead of effort, the key thing is focus, making your effort into something by making those right plays. A lot of effort without focus becomes sloppy play. That's a great way to put it, Nick. Uh, I interviewed Donato Finelli this uh, this offseason, right before the season started, and he's a mental skills coach. He works in Pittsburgh, and he just talked about the idea of mental toughness and using that sort of a, how focus is the most important thing, really, in, in a... To turn that effort into things, the the number one thing is focus and having the mental toughness to do so and to overcome adversity and to overcome situations like tonight where maybe you're not getting bounces, maybe the other goalie's playing great, maybe you think you should have got a call or two you didn't get. Um, but, yeah, I, I think they they were trying so hard tonight, I think that led to, like, some fighting the puck. Like, they had they felt like they had to do so much. Markstrom makes that early save, I think, on boards or – on Voracek or Hayes, I can't remember uh, the the cross ice play on the power play, and um, from there it was like, Ugh, okay, so we got to do a little extra tonight, and it just felt like everything after that was uh, like they had they were taking three steps when they could have taken one, you know. I will take five out of six points any day. Oh yeah, no, it's I'm not complaining about the game tonight. I don't think they played necessarily all that poorly i don't think they had their a game that's to be understood um again if they don't have the kind of legs they had in the first two in the in the calgary game on tuesday then i will criticize them but as of right now uh i just think this was a game that set up as a loss and it showed at least some character to be able to stick with it tie it up when things weren't going your way and then get all the way through overtime they got through 65 minutes of play uh, one thing I wanted to point out, where did they end up with shots allowed? Yeah, 65 minutes, they allowed 24 shots. Uh, this team is really suppressing scoring chances, and that's something we haven't seen. Um, that's something we haven't seen a ton of. You know, this it's been a shooting gallery here for a few years with, uh, you know, different defensemen on the roster, different uh, coaches, different whatever, but... Uh, I think they'd allowed 20 shots through, like, 50 minutes in the last game. Um, They've been doing a really good job of playing some team defense. A lot of good back-checking I'm seeing. A lot of good clearing the porch of uh, rebounds and stuff. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. I think the team defense, while Carter Hart is Carter Hart, and making that first save makes it, you know, you can't clear a rebound, of uh, a puck that's in the back of the net, you know? So it, it's he's giving his defenseman, he's giving his the team in front of him the chance to uh, to help him out by making that initial save. But I think overall, the team defense has been much improved. Do you think the travel is an issue uh, or the time between games that is an issue? I think it's definitely both. Like, uh, you, with all the travel and with the time in between games, I don't think that momentum from that awesome home opener really carries over. Um you got to go to yet another time zone. They're in their third country. They're playing their third game, and they're in their third different country of the season. You know, like, it's crazy. They've traveled across nine time zones, I think they said on the broadcast tonight. So, just, it's been an absolutely crazy schedule. But uh, overall, I mean, I can't complain about being 2-0-1 through three games, um, all things considered. So, I I think they're still playing well. Tonight was just a little bump in the road. They just didn't have that little bit extra tonight, it felt like. Can we just talk about that BS throwing the stick call on Coots? And uh, I didn't think it was that bad of a call. Um, hockey's a fast game. I thought he threw a stick in real time. I Yeah, when you slow it down, you see he dropped it before he even lunged. But um, I, at the end of the day, the stick goes flying towards the guy who's about to go on a rush. Like, that's a. That's getting cold. I didn't have a problem with that one. In real time, I thought he threw a stick. Coots, TK, Limblom are the best line. Hayes and Giroux need a better winger than Voracek is doing right now. And that's the, like, you don't have – who's – they tried it with JVR tonight, and maybe that's something that could work just because of how strong Hayes' two-way game is, how, uh, you know, Giroux's a second center out there, and he knows how to play good two-way hockey. Uh, that could work with JVR, but I just – I think it's time to go back to – I think it's time to go back to Couturier, uh, Giroux, and, and TK. I think it's time to put them together and get the most out of your top line and hope that Hayes – like a Hayes, Limblom Voracek line, man, that could be a lot of fun. That could be that could be a line I, – I, Voracek has to be hurt. Just the way he looks – like when you look at him skating, there were a couple of times tonight he just – Went to dig in and accelerate, and it wasn't there. Like, it just, I, there's, got, there's something up with Voracek. I don't know what, I have no inside information. I just, watching him a couple of times tonight, I was like, where's that push? He, he went to push, and it didn't, like, there was no, just, it didn't happen. AV is just trying to figure things out right now. Special teams are better. Defense is better. Just a matter of time until the team really gets going. Yeah, that's the with, all, with the dump and chase that they're playing so much, I, I really think uh, chemistry is a little bit of an issue right now. Uh, I don't think it's like a crippling issue. Obviously, they won their first two games, albeit against not the best of competition, but they're still NHL teams. Um, I do think there's a little bit of everyone kind of figuring each other out tonight. Uh, I, I, I really thought... Giroux and uh, and Hayes started to show something in this game, even though Voracek was not very good and ended up you know, getting moved down in the lineup. Uh, but I do, you know, Couturier and Limblom, not guys who've played a ton together. The third and fourth lines are kind of just mishmashes of guys who don't maybe not even fit together, you know? So I do think there is a bit of figuring it out on everyone's part. Uh, the team is still learning to play the way Vigneault wants them to play. Vigneault is still learning... Who can do what for him? The defense is still figuring out where their D partner is going to be. There is a, there is definitely an element of chemistry not being where it'll be halfway through the season, pushing towards the playoffs. There is an element of that, absolutely. I'm not sure why. Uh, where'd you go? I'm not sure why, uh, but the shootout, which I have hated since day one, really shat my ass tonight to the point. Uh, I threw several expensive items. The NHL is getting exhausting. I like the shootout. I think it's dramatic. Um, the Flyers are typically bad at them. I think that's why we hate them. But uh, I, I don't have a problem with the shootout. I think they're fun. I don't want it in the postseason. It's regular season. If you if there has to be a winner, which we've decided there has to be a winner, there are no ties. I like a shootout. I don't mind it. When I'm watching a different game, three on three has changed. I will say. Now that it now that we have three on three overtime, when I'm watching just two non Flyers teams play each other, I, I root for three on three. Whereas I used to just be like, I want to see like awesome moves in a shootout. So let's see that. But uh, I, I still like to shoot out. I think it's fine. It's the uh, yeah. it's part of the game. Like it's been around for a long time now. It's been around since after the lockout. We're coming up on our second lockout since that lockout. Like. I, I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I know a ton of people disagree. Everybody disagrees. I've met like one or two other people who like to shoot out. I'm one of them. Niskanen and Braun were professional defensemen tonight. Yeah, that I, that dive move by uh, Niskanen to break up that one rush. Braun just eliminating entries, and he has that that pass uh, picks up the assist on the Terensky goal. I was very impressed uh, with what I saw of those two tonight. Niskanen can really do the starfish a lot better than AMAC. That's the thing is he's not starfishing. Amak used to just flop immediately and say, go ahead, throw a saucer over me because I'm just laying down on my face in the middle of an NHL game. Niskanen on that breakup, if you see it, he doesn't make the lunge until the puck carrier pulls the puck back. And then once he's made up his mind, it's like that uh, D3, make him make the first move. Conway you know it's kind of like that as soon as the puck carrier shows you like he can pass he can shoot he can keep it and make a move as soon as he makes that decision you're it's much easier for the defenseman to make the decision you don't have to like when Andrew McDonald just used to lay down it was like all right well now the puck carrier has every option open to him because he's an NHL player it's not like you're playing in high school and when you lay down on the ice it's like well most of the players on the team can't thread a pass over somebody like this is the nhl sauce it done like (laughs) but uh, niskanen it just it it was well timed it's he's he's just a much better Uh, comparing anyone to andrew freaking niskanen's good andrew mcdonald is bad that's the comparison They had to make that stick uh, stick throw call with the game on the line. It probably wasn't intentional, but you have to hold on to your stick in that scenario. Yeah, that's the other thing. Hold on to your stick. Like, I get it. it. It looks bad when you slow it down. I didn't have a problem with the call, though. Where did you get that awesome shirt at? Mark, that is a great question. Uh, I got it from BiscuitTees.com. As you can see, it's got the old school mask. It says Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. All of Biscuit Tease Designs. Are hand drawn by Kim Perant. That's right, Kim Perant. I called her Kate last show. I think that was a mistake. I'm very sorry, Kim. I can't read my own handwriting. Uh, Kim Perant, Bernie Perant's daughter, legendary Bernie Perant. His daughter draws hand draws all the designs at Biscuittees.com. And guess what? Ten percent of every purchase at Biscuittees.com goes towards the Snyder Hockey Foundation. So you're doing a little good. You're getting a cool shirt. That gritty shirt I had on for the first uh, post game. I did the Devils post game. Uh, was also a biscuit tease. This one too. Biscuittees.com. Really cool people. All right. Uh, Markstrom won that game, and the fact that we were horrible in the face-off circle. Yeah, face-off. It's it stands out. What were we in the face-off circle? Forty-four uh, percent. I mean, that's you yeah. know. That face-off, it's just the most overrated stat. There are important face-offs, especially um, on special teams, without a doubt. But it's just another puck battle. It's, like, I don't know, 56 to 40. If you win 70% of your face-offs, like, yeah, wow, that's a huge number. You win 85. But when it's 56 to 44, like, what is the total? You know, it's you lost by five or six probably. It's not, I don't know. Uh, it, they there are individual important face-offs, but the face-off stat as a whole, I think, is one of the most overrated in the sport. I mean, at least this wasn't a regulation loss. Oh yeah, no, they they absolutely absolutely earned that extra point too, just by sticking with this game. And um and like I know that's they're professionals, they're supposed to try hard and shit, but to stick with this thing game when things just weren't going your way. Uh, and get that extra point. I think that's big. Come out on Tuesday, get two points. All is, all is well in Flyerland. Everyone is learning the new system. A few players are learning to play with one another, and they're still better looking than all of last year. I ain't complaining. No, that's the... If we're going to grade on the scale of the last three years compared to this year, I'm still like... This was like an... <laughs> Getting a point out of that game is like the highlight outside of the outside of the stadium series game, like the highlight of last season. Uh, this was just, you know, a, a random late Saturday night game that we're all, you know, staying up for to talk about afterwards. Enjoying having a coach willing to play the young guys and get upset and show it when the refs mess up. Yeah, I, I never get too into like the – I don't need – if it's not true to a coach's character, I don't need him throwing a tantrum and getting all nuts and stuff. But, like, I do think the players appreciate it when, like, someone gets cross-checked in the back and the coach goes, yo, what the hell just happened? Like, yells at, I, I don't know. I just, I do appreciate seeing it when it's genuine and it feels genuine with Elaine Vigneault. You know, like, guys who are, who have the reputation of, being softer, so then they try to put on a show and it just the whole thing looks contrived. I don't get that impression with Vino at all. Um, you know, I, I think that's very genuine. That's what I like about it. I'm impressed with the team's level of play after so much traveling. It looks like AV's hard practices are coming in play. That's with the way they were. I don't, again, I don't think they were like tired today necessarily. It just didn't seem like they had, um, their their a their a legs you know they, they just didn't have them going all the way and I wondered because they're talking about such a hard practice um I wondered if maybe they're a little worn out from that practice uh an hour of just going 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 but man that third period it looks like um looks like they have their legs for the third period so uh the legs feed the wolf or whatever the hell the saying is maybe maybe that paid off uh, at the end of the day they seem to pass up a few open shots today, too, trying to make the cute-slash-fancy pass. Yeah, I think that can happen when um, when a goalie is playing the way Markstrom plays. I think they uh, – and this team has a tendency to do it regardless, overpass a little bit. But I, I think when a goalie plays as well as Markstrom does, there's just a, there's just a feeling like we have to do a little extra to be able to score tonight, where I've always just thought, like, Man, he's bound to misplay one of these, throw it at him. Um, Giroux, it was funny though cuz Giroux had a couple open shots specifically tonight that he passed up. Uh and then in the third, he he skates in and just rips a wrist shot and it almost uh almost beats Markstrom through the five hole and he ends up scoring on a similar shot um, you know, in the uh in the shootout, but it was yeah, it was still in regulation, I think, and near the end of the third, and he just skated in and seemed to catch Markstrom off guard a little. I was like, "Look at Giroux playing the long game, set him up all day, overpassing, and then when he least expects it, rips a shot from the top." I'm marking this one down as they retired, looking to Calgary and Banff. Brian Elliott. Uh, yeah, man, I'm interested to see Brian Elliott get his first uh, get his first shot. Um, don't know if it'll be Tuesday or Wednesday. I would assume it would be Tuesday. I would want to. Uh, both teams are really good though, so uh, both teams have a lot of offensive firepower. You're going to need Brian Elliott in one of these games. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the old man has. I, everyone, I respect the hell out of Brian Elliott. That dude has battled for this team. He has played through injuries for this team. I think he's honestly cost himself money by playing hurt and making himself look worse than he is for this team because we were just out of goalies. But there have been times when it looks like this dude might just be cooked. And there have been times where it looks like he is a serviceable NHL goaltender. Looking forward to seeing which Brian Elliott we get this week. Provorov on the power play is getting very frustrating. Uh, That power play scored another goal tonight. I don't think Provorov belongs on the power play, but not going to kill him too much. Scored a power play goal earlier this year. Um, That power play too had a goal. Starting to get like, man, what's Ghost doing? Ghost is my favorite player on the team. Love Shane Gastaspare. Where is the dynamic Shane Gastaspare? Does he exist anymore? I just uh, he seems like a shell of himself. This is not the guy I've been watching. I don't, I don't. Shot suppression is AV's thing. I'm talking. Yeah, I mean, they're doing a great job of the, uh, of the shot suppression right now. I'm happy with what I'm seeing in the defensive zone. That was another thing. Um, I think it was like halfway through the first period when they just got pinned in their own zone, couldn't do anything to get themselves out. Um, you know, Hart makes a couple saves. We block a couple shots but I thought it was a perfect example of a little thing that we saw go a totally different way last year. Last year, in that situation, eventually there would be a wide-open backdoor pass, boom, slam, dunk goal. As scrambly as it could have got, and it did, you know, Flyers couldn't get out of their zone for like two straight shifts, as scrambly as it could have got, everyone was still somewhat in position. Uh, I One man like got beaten, ended up getting... Uh, a um, one of the forwards is able to leak behind a defenseman just by beating him. But it didn't look like anyone got caught looking. It didn't look like anyone got caught with their hands on their hips. It seemed like, um, I don't know, for, for at least one uh, defensive zone breakdown, there actually weren't any breakdowns. It, it was just, we all know what that looked like last year. Like, oh, and we block a shot, but it ricochets to somebody on the other side of the ice, and they're wide open to slam it home. Shot score, son of a bitch. But that's not uh, that's not what happened tonight, and I was pretty happy to see that. Just a little, little difference, just a tiny little difference from years past. Uh, what's with the helmet call or lack of one? He lost his helmet and made no effort to get it and continue playing through. I uh, thought that was a penalty. Yeah, uh, I think Keith Jones basically said because JVR knocked it off of him and that's a penalty, they kind of just let both go. I don't know. I don't really care about that rule. I understand it's a rule, um, but if a guy wants to play without his helmet, that's on him as far as I'm concerned. But I understand it's a rule. Maybe they should have called it. I don't know. I forgot it was a rule until everyone started yelling about it. Um, it's – it's. I would, yeah, it would have been nice to get a power play. Absolutely would have loved a power play. Uh, Hayes two-way game is great. I wasn't expecting this great defensive play. I've actually been more, I was expecting, it, it's his defensive play is better than I expected, absolutely. I thought he was good. I didn't know, like, he's going to make really strong defensive plays, like, every game. I've back checks and just kind of have, I, I like what I'm seeing. It's better than I thought. But he is skillsier than I thought. Um, he plays a power game, absolutely, but he uses it to set up some, Really nice plays. Whether it was his deke tonight on the shootout, um, there was another play where he was just protecting the puck, protecting the puck, and then was like, you know what? One stride, accelerated, and like put on a nice move. I've uh, he had a good dish, like a good fake one way, no look the other uh, pass tonight to set up a scoring chance. Uh, I've been impressed with he's skillsier than I thought he was. You know, I thought he was more of a more of a Wayne Simmons esque power forward. I know no one's Wayne Simmons he's not dropping the gloves like him. I thought he was more just like a um I'm pounding the freaking net, but now he's he's got some hands. I think Hayes braun Neskinen have exceeded expectations big time got to give props to chucky Two trades, yeah, without a doubt um i've been I've been impressed by all of them. Really hope uh, really hope Hayes starts putting up some more points soon. He's had a lot of chances. Want to see his line get going. Want to see him build some chemistry with whoever he's with. And that's going to take some time. Yeah, you know, All these guys have been playing. A lot of these guys have been playing together for quite a while. And Hayes comes in and he's a center. So you got to break some other lineup to make him your 2C. Uh, so I get it. It's going to take some time. And playing with Giroux probably isn't the easiest thing in the world because he's a puck handler, like a center, but he plays wing, and he's great at face. It's there's probably a lot to learning to play with some of these guys. Jake Vorchek plays to control the pace. There's, you know, uh, give it time. But I'm very impressed with the uh, with the acquisitions. Old uh, old Chuck Fletcher made this off season. All right, let's scroll down here. Torreski looks like he just got out of jail. I like Torreski. Uh, he plays an honest game. I like that shot he took tonight. Short short side on the blocker, man. That was... I like that. Challenge the goalie. He ain't seeing that coming. Everyone tries to go the other way there. Surely we'll see different lines come Tuesday. I would expect it. Um, I'm very... I want to know what's up with Jake Voracek. If he's hurt or he just got benched. Maybe it's been said already in the comments. I don't have the press conference on down here because... I'm streaming Hulu, then my stream here would suck, so I don't even have it on. Uh, but uh, if he's out of lineup, definitely we're gonna uh, see some different lines. But I don't expect him to be. It's just a, watching him skate tonight. It was like he doesn't look right. Um, I do uh, switch it up after one game. Like okay, we went two and zero, but I yeah I I, want, I just want to see Giroux. I want to see Giroux Couturier connecting. Yeah. Ghost was better when his stick broke every three shifts. Remember that? That was so weird. Uh, I think Ghost still has some bad habits from being coach-strong, just like ghosts do ghost things. Um, I can't blame the coach who isn't here anymore for a player not looking as good as he's supposed to look. Uh, the second part, just like ghosts do ghost things, regardless of who the coach is, absolutely. Watch the Carolina Hurricanes play. That's modern hockey, and I wish uh, Ghost could get cut loose the way they've cut some guys loose down there like Dougie Hamilton. But, um, man, what I'm seeing, I'm just not seeing dynamic Ghost. Whether he's coached one way or not, like, make more plays. I I don't know how else to put it, you know? Did it look like Jake got benched for a few shifts? Yeah, I mean, he was was with – they were they were mixing up the third and fourth line. He was down in the lineup. He, JVR got put up with uh, with Coots and Giroux, or with Giroux and Hayes. So, yeah, they definitely moved him down in the lineup tonight. Definitely worried about Ghost. Hope he can find his game soon. I'm not overly concerned because I do think he is really good, and everyone else is kind of stepping up right now. Sandheim continues to just look good. Uh, I, I, I expect him to start putting up points pretty soon. Provorov still has a few bumps in his game, but I think he's been a lot better than he was last season so far. Like we've talked about, Niskanen and Braun have been good. Haig is Haig. I think we're going to start – as long as those guys are doing their job, we can wait on Ghost to come around. But in a little bit of time, yeah, I'll absolutely start thinking, is is Ghost all right? Like, is Ghost – Ghost has had two awesome years and two not-so-awesome years. What if he just isn't what we think he is? Uh, you know, And it's not, the, it's not the end of the world if he's just okay. You need just okay guys, too. It's just he freaking was electric when he first came up. And we've seen, I mean, that second half of 2017-18 uh, with him and Proger all together. That's some of the best defensive pairing uh, that's like one of the best defensive pairings we've seen since we had a uh, cup contending blue line. So I, I just want to see him get back to being who he is. I thought on like a third, uh, on like a third pair role, I thought would be more beneficial to him because you shelter him, you use him in situations where he's uh, where he can be most effective and you just cut him loose. And if you only give him 16 minutes, you only give him 16 minutes. But you get the most out of him. And of course he produces on the power play. The power play is the thing that makes me worry the most, because he's he's supposed to be really good at that, and that's like a, a hole in his game right now. It just hasn't been there. All right, let's scroll down, see what's up. Kind of bummed Carolina ended up losing in Columbus tonight. Oh, Carolina lost. That's a shame. Um, I mean, they weren't going 82-0. and I mean, maybe they were, uh, but they've been fun to watch, man. Like, holding teams to 12, 13 shots, just dominating, letting everyone just go, just saying, go, 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 attack. What do we do? We attack. That's what we're good at, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, they're fun, man. Senators beat Tampa. Hell has officially frozen over. You know, Tampa sucks to start this year. Like, they look not good. It's, I, I fully expect them to figure it out. After last year, you had to expect some sort of hangover, and honestly, if I was them, I would kind of go into the mode of, we'll figure this out. There's absolutely no need to have a have an historic regular season again because what did it get us? Um, I, going in, maybe getting hot at the end of the year rather than trying to carry the the weight of a 127 point season or whatever the hell it was, maybe is is the way to go. They they have too much talent to um, they have too much talent to just pack it in like this, and we're, you know, two weeks into the season, obviously, the season just freaking started, but they they look not good right now. Definitely feel a lot better about this team this year than last year. Oh, well, that goes without saying, yeah, 100%. I mean, Jesus, that was, <laughs> it's night and day. It's two different worlds. I just, I feel better about the organization. I feel better, about the people who are gonna who assess the talent top the the nhl talent the people who assess the nhl talent i feel better about um i'm just uh, in a much better place with this team uh and i don't like you look at all the things coming to fruition right now ron hextall did a good job of putting everything in place but he had some deficiencies and i think they fixed those and his base is still here and they're they're better for it. I think his tenure ultimately was successful because he did what he came here to do. But now it's time to go win, and they had to do something different than what he. did. Markstrom stole the game, stole the win for Vancouver. Yeah, um, for a lot, I, the Flyers shot themselves in the foot a lot, but there were just a lot of um. I can't even say shot themselves in the foot. They just. Lack of execution, like oh, they were so close to almost making so many plays tonight. You know, they, they execute on two plays and score two goals. It's it just felt like they were half an inch off, half a step behind, just so close to everything. And then when they did get a good opportunity, Markstrom was there to um <clears throat> to take it away. So all credit in the world to Markstrom. But I think a game like tonight. They will, be a, they will be able to open the floodgates later in the season because they will have built some chemistry uh, that they haven't built yet. Haig, blew, uh, Haig blocked a lot of important shots tonight. I don't see the coaches taking him out of the lineup. If he stays aggressive, I don't have a problem with him in the bottom of the lineup. Um, you know, a couple of bad games, I could have a, a different perspective on Robert Haig. I don't love him. I don't think he should be in our uh, in our top six. By the end of this season. I want Phil Myers up here. I want him to replace Robert Haig. It might take some time to get there. But um, I'm I'm not worried about that part of the lineup yet. Because I think that part of the lineup will eventually, it'll all work out. This is what it is to start the year. I don't think it's going to stay this way. But I haven't really had much of a problem with Robert Haig so far. And you all know I don't love him, you know. I just don't a lot of good comedy came out of these angry set, those angry sessions, uh, yeah, like <laughs> I, I you guys watched me lose my shit a lot over the last two seasons, and just to uh, just to be able to sit here and say, I'm confident in the coach and the general manager and the goaltender, um and most of the defense is like, wow, a totally different world than we were in. Uh, I'm fine being worse in the face off. Um, I was thinking this exact same thing tonight, Heather. I'm fine being worse uh, in the face-offs. What has, been, uh, what has been great the last few seasons done? Overrated stats. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I thought the exact same thing tonight. We're dominating in the shots. We're not winning the normal 55% of the face-offs we win. I was just like, you know, if we're middle of the pack in face-offs and better, I, is, that, is that bad? Like, we're a better team, but we don't win as many faceoffs. But they have been just as good at faceoffs in the first two games as they've been in years past. I just think they had a bad night tonight. And by bad night, it was 56 44. Like, they didn't lose 70% of the faceoffs, you know? Haig has been fine the first three games. If nothing else, you will get a minimum second round pick when Myers is ready. I yeah, I don't think they're trading Haig. You're not getting a second round pick for him. That's crazy. Um,. I think Haig is a great injury. You need more than six guys. We know this. Injuries are going to happen. Benchings are going to happen. Paternity leave. Who the hell knows what could possibly come up? You need more than six. If Haig is a seven who you just plug in when you need him, he ends the year with 20, 30 games played, like you could do a lot worse, you know? Again, I'm not a huge Robert Haig fan, but I fully recognize that as a, five, six, or seven, you could do a lot worse. If Patrick isn't going to be ready for a while, why not uh, Rufstab over Bunneman? I think they just want... I I, I always struggle with this line of thinking, but it's how I think they see it, and I don't necessarily always think it's wrong. Uh, I, I want the better player here always. Obviously, that's what you want. But I do understand the thinking of Bunneman is this and Bunneman is going to be this from now until the day he retires. Rubsovv will with seasoning get better and they want to see him reach another level before they bring him up here and then he continues to go from here I want I would yes, I would much rather Rubsovv up here than Bunneman, but if he's going to be down there playing in the if German German uh, the germ is going to be down in the AHL playing top six minutes, uh, that's good for him too. The guy played like 14 games last year. He has had a really disjointed career uh, just with injuries and trades and coming to North America from Russia. Just so much shit has gone on in this dude's time. Um, Basically, since he was drafted by the Flyers, just getting him settled, getting him into one thing and just telling him, work on your game. Uh, And then if he's ready to go in December, guess what? We have a spot for you. Here you are. And Bunneman is just here for now. You know, it could be uh, Mikhail Vorobiev could be here next week in Bunneman's spot. And who would even notice, you know? Um, but I think that's kind of the thinking right now. But yeah, obviously, I, I just want the better player. But I think they're just more invested in Rupsov's um, development, and they're working on that, where Bunneman, we can throw him out there, and we know what we're getting. Uh, I do think they're getting a little less than they thought they'd be getting. They might want to look into this at some point. Um, he hasn't been very good, but I think that's kind of the thinking behind it. We don't have guys like Adam Hall and Ryan White, at least his early days. Uh, really good with face-offs. Same with Hall. Did Hall ever even end up playing? I remember we got him, and it was like, oh, he's going to take a bunch of face-offs for Giroux, and then like he was hurt. I don't remember. Uh, I loved Ryan White. That dude, uh, one of my most popular tweets ever. I said, Ryan White always looks like he's dying for a cigarette. Like, that is – I just like Ryan White. I like the way he played. He was just a little scrapper. But, I mean, Couturier is good in the face-off circle. Giroux good in the face-off circle. Hayes is good in the face-off circle. Lawton's been getting better at it. They're still pretty good at it. They didn't – it was 56-44 tonight. They didn't get blown out. They had a bad night in the circle. didn't matter. Each team scored two goals. Flyers had the puck a lot more than they did. I wish Moran was big and good, but from what I've seen, he's just big Sigh. Uh, I've always wanted to see Moran get a shot. Um, I've always been intrigued by him. I think he could be more of a gamer. I, I, I just think uh, – you. Know, I realize you've seen him in preseason. We've seen limited uh, NHL games and stuff, but I just think given – play 20 NHL games in a row. You know, given that, I think he could be ah, effective. Is effective the word for a guy who I think is a fifth or a sixth defenseman? I don't know. I think he can be just fine out there uh, and maybe help you on the penalty kill and things like that and give you a little bit of that sandpaper if he doesn't hurt you in other areas uh, more than he helps you with that. But I, I, it's, just, it's a shame because he missed his chance. It's no longer get-a-shot time. I I would love to see him get a shot but now it's listen we we've been we've been mediocre for a long time you weren't able to crack the lineup for a major a number of reasons you know injuries bad management all sorts of things have held Moran back and it's just a shame because I feel like he missed his opportunity to really um carve out a role for himself and now he's just now he's just here and waiting for someone to get hurt or to really suck before he gets a chance, and he might not even get it. If that happens, there's a real good possibility. Phil Myers is up here taking uh, taking that spot, and Moran continues to sit in the press box. Bunny is a placeholder. Yeah, absolutely. I need him to be good, though. I need someone named Bunny on this team. Yeah, that's funny. I'm ready for Farabee. That goalie score was beautiful. Soon enough. I, I'm not rushing. I Again... Need Faraby here. And you know what? If, if Jen Vorchak keeps playing the way he's playing, they might need Joel Faraby, Joel Faraby. Uh, they might need Joel Faraby sooner than we all thought they'd need him. Um, but for now, I- I'm cool letting him marinate. He'll be here soon enough. I know he's going to be here soon. I have confidence in this organization to say, that's a good player. We will take the good player. I have confidence in them to do that again. Um, but yeah, he's, it's, it's exciting when you see highlight real goals like that, without a doubt. Are you low on Ratcliffe? I like, I like Isaac Ratcliffe a lot. Uh, Isaac Ratcliffe is a guy before the Flyers jumped up in the draft to number two. Um, when they were looking at drafting like number 13, I was looking at Ratcliffe in that spot. I, I think he has a lot of potential. He made a really nice play, uh, to set up Curtis Gabriel's goal last night. Uh, just got in on the forecheck, just dominated a, defense, a defenseman physically, took the puck from him, dished to Gabriel, and Gabriel put it in the puck or put it in the net. So uh, I, I've heard you know he's a project and he's six foot five and he needs to get he needs to get stronger. He's a skillsy six foot five. Um, I, I don't I don't think he's gonna be here soon. I think there are guys ahead of him and there are only so many roster spots. Like. If Ruzov, uh, Faraby, and Frost are all ahead of him in terms of development and depth chart, uh, where the hell does Ratcliffe play? I, I, think he's a, I think he's a developmental project, but I think his potential is through the freaking ceiling. Didn't even notice Voracek tonight until the shootout. Has he fallen out of favor with AV already, being demoted to the third line? I think he just played a, a bad game tonight more than that, and that line just really hasn't produced. They've had opportunities, uh, haven't varied them, um, haven't looked nearly as good as the other top line with uh, Couturier, Lindblom, and TK, so by comparison, they've been you know, a lot worse, but um, I-, I don't know if he's fallen out of favor, or if he just played like shit tonight, or uh, whether that's because he's just in a slump, or he's hurt, or He's declining at an incredible rate. I have no freaking idea. When I watched him skate tonight, I thought there was something the matter with him. Uh, chances are he's going to try to play through it. He doesn't miss a ton of games. But um, it's definitely – I'm not overly concerned with Voracek right now. But a month from now, if he's still skating this way, like, we have a problem. We have a real $8-plus 1000000 problem. I just realized how late it is for you folks, and you're all crazy to not be asleep. Wow, we're at 57 minutes. I, I like, in the second period tonight, I'm starting to think of what I'm going to talk about on the post game and everything. I'm thinking, you know, this game's going to end at like 1. Um, I'm going to go like 35 minutes, but you guys always just keep me in it. I, I, I appreciate you all so much. Anyone still hanging out here, it is now 1.54 a.m. Uh, I really, I just really appreciate everybody. Who makes these uh, makes these post games what what they are? Over or under? TK scores thirty goals this season. Uh, yeah, it's it's an easy over at this point. I mean, geez, Can, he's got twenty four two years in a row, and it's taken him ten plus games to get to three. So like, he's he's got to get the thirty this year, I would think. Easy. All right, guys. Uh, like I was saying. The Flyers' next game, that's right, the next game is Tuesday, October 15th. They are in Calgary. It is a 9 p.m. puck drop. If you are looking for somewhere to watch that game, you're in the Jersey Shore area, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest. It's one of my favorite bars in all of the Jersey Shore. Just uh, outstanding service, outstanding people. Timmy Fitz is there all the time. Uh, the, ma- the man is hes a machine. You see him. Uh, he's making sure the beer's cold. He's making sure the food is hot. He's ringing you out at the, uh, the takeout register. He's just doing everything over there. The waitresses and bartenders are all stupendous. And, man, that pork sandwich is incredible. So if you are looking for somewhere to watch this Flyers-Flames game on Tuesday, I suggest Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood. You can't go wrong. Timmy Fitz, he's just the man. He's the greatest. Alright guys, let's get a couple more and wrap this up here. Uh okay, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, okay. So everyone else is ready to bail too. Thanks for hanging with me, guys. Uh that's it for tonight. Oh, junk band. Uh junk brand headbands. They're really cool. Check them out. I like them. I got imitation headbands. They sucked. I hit up junk band junk brands. They're like, we know what you need. They hooked it up. These things hold my hair. I did this, I did an hour post game tonight. Hair never got in my face wicks away the sweat. I'm in my basement. It's pretty warm down here. So, uh, junk brand headbands. All right. That is all the time I have for you this evening on the Broad Street Hockey Facebook live post game. Make sure uh, if you haven't already search Broad Street Hockey on your favorite podcast provider, and then hit that subscribe button. Maybe give us a five-star review. Do all that stuff. It's awesome. All right. Uh, that's it. I'll see you on Tuesday and Wednesday next week. Have a great week, everybody. We can't.